Welcome everyone to another episode of Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm your host Dave. And I'm your other host Donnie. Fucking right you are. Fuck yeah. And today we're going to talk about some comic books that we read. Yeah. Hooray. Fuck yeah. Today we have Daredevil and uh, X-Men Blue. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of Marvel books lately, haven't we? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Yeah, in honor of Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's right. That's why. Yeah, because of because if we're so we're so good. Yeah, we're such good people. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good save. Yeah, there are a lot of. I haven't found very many non-Marvel books that have been very interesting lately. It's Marvel Month for Stan Lee. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Marvel all month long. It's for Giraffe Vember. It was. It was. Giraffe Lee Memorial or something. Yeah, yeah. Giraffe Morium. Yeah, there we go. So you're way better at those. (laughs) Yeah, good at putting words together. Where's that sweet Stanley drop? Uh, I don't have one. (laughs) Oh, dude. Maybe maybe we can do a Stanley impression. Can you do a Stanley impression? No. Excelsior. Yeah. I, I can't do that, like... I was in Mallrats. I can't do that old man voice. It's like, hey, remember me? I was in all the... Mo- I, it doesn't sound right. I don't like it. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah, do the old man voice close. very well. No. All right. Forget uh, it. Fuck it. My voice, my voice isn't on the same level as it is, so I can't. <laughs> maybe, maybe in like a hundred years, your voice will be on the level. Well, we'll hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, which book do you want to talk about first? Let's get into it. Uh, let's see. What's a, a transition for one of these from that? Um, oh, oh, walk. okay. So hopefully Stan Lee will someday be born again. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, we, we read Daredevil born again. What did you think of this one? It's okay. I mean, this is one of those ones that's always, uh, reviewed and like talked about and praised as like one of the ultimate, like Frank Miller and Daredevil storylines. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it lived up to that kind of hype for me, at least. But yeah, I mean, it was a decent book. It was a Daredevil book, about as good as Daredevil can get, I guess, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I was overall, I was disappointed in this one. There were some high points, but I didn't like the ending. I didn't like that. Uh... Okay, so I watched season three of Daredevil before I read this book, which uh, apparently was based on this book. And there, there wasn't enough similarities. I wanted more similarities with that one, like the whole bullseye well, thing. It wasn't solely this. It, it was three different storylines from the comics that they pulled from for the season. Oh, really? And this was one of the three. So I mean, it wasn't just based on this. So that's probably why oh, you're expecting it. it to be this book solely on on film. That would have probably caused some disappointment. Yeah, and it did. I mean, there there were a lot of similarities from it, though. Oh yeah, for sure. We had Kingpin sitting in his control room. That was a similarity. We had yeah, and, and lots of lots of uh, like geese or, or like wrestler singlet type things that he's rocking for some reason. Oh yeah, Kingpin was mostly just wearing like a sumo wrestler yeah. diaper the whole time. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. I wanted Nofrio to start rocking that from now on. Yeah, please. That was cool. He's like lifting weights just in this like. <laughs> What do I call that? Like a, a speedo, basically. Oh, also, when we first see the kingpin, he's uh, on a boat and he's like has this fat guy loungewear 
And I really enjoyed that. He had like the the shorts over his belly button with like a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned and like flip flops. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite wardrobe of the Kingpin. Just just like classic fat sloppy guy on like vacation. <laughs> it's awesome. Look. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, but the thing that disappointed me about this book is I thought that that church scene where in the show Bullseye throws the what he ends up killing the priest because the priest pushes Karen out of the way in the church and it has the stick go through him. That wasn't in this book and I thought it would be, so I was a little disappointed by that. Thought that was uh, what we were leading up to. Let me pull up the Wikipedia real quick and check what the other two storylines were. Maybe that's more of where that church stuff goes on because yeah, this one this one's a, like dabble in the church a little bit, but it's yeah. not that heavily in this story. But the cover really suggests that it is because it's Daredevil holding Karen Page in front of like a stained glass window. So I I think it's reasonable to assume that that's where we would have ended up. And I was I was wrong. What? There were stained glass windows in there, I mean... Yeah, but was Karen Page in there? I don't remember her being in there. She was there at the end. I don't know if she was inside the church or not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you were going into it solely expecting it to be season three in book form, yeah, that would have led to huge disappointments. (laughs) Yeah, season three is better than this book. I agree. Did you find the other books? Born Again, Guardian Devil. Guardian Devil, that's edgy. Fuck yeah. I don't know. I don't want to read through this whole thing. Okay, fuck it then. Guardian Devil. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to this one, there was a character named Glory, who I guess Matt was dating, and that Foggy eventually, like, cucks Matt. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, dude, like, what is going on with uh, Foggy Nelson, Mr. Steal Your Girl over there? Yeah, for sure. But I like when he first sees Glory, he says, oh, hi, Glory. Oh, I don't have that one. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So, him saying hi. Oh, wait, you actually have a, a sound bite for this one? That sounds like The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I was going to play that clip, but apparently oh, I took shit. it off my soundboard, so forget it. Why? Why? I don't know. Hold on. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, there it is. Okay. Sorry, there I thought is. it was just, oh, hi, Mark. Okay. <laughs> thought I mislabeled it. Okay, but anyway, it sounded like that. That's the joke. Actually, that's more of like the Karen Page, because it's like, uh, I assume Paulo said the exact same thing when he first ran into Daredevil in that big back alley fight. (laughs) That's true. I did not hit her, Daredevil. I did not hit her. (laughs) Oh, hi, Matt. Oh, hi, Matt. Yeah, yeah, sure. He didn't hit her. Why does she say that? Also, speaking of Foggy talking to Glory, Glory says something about how she feels like a little girl, and then Foggy responds to her by saying, I like little girls. So. That's fucking creepy, Foggy. Yeah, Foggy. Foggy's revealing himself to be on a whole new level of like creepiness in this one, and like yeah. scumbaggery. Like he's stealing his best friend's girl. Yeah, I thought he was a creepy uh, scumbag in the show because he's had that long, nasty hair and has that weird, weaselly face. But I don't know. Even more so in this book. I uh, I had a note about Glory because Glory is a uh, she was Scottish or she was an Irish character. She was. Yeah, and I hate. I can't remember which one. I think it's Irish. It is Irish. Anytime Marvel writes for. Okay, so I hate anytime Marvel writes for anyone from like Scotland or Ireland or any of those (laughs) European island nations. Because instead of saying I didn't, they always say Dinna, like D I N N A. I fucking hate it. It's in every single one. Every time they write for any of the Cassidy's, like 
Siren or Banshee or Black Tom, they always have them say that shit too, and it's so annoying. Yeah, I, I had to like reread several of her lines. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? Uh, I don't know. Just write it normally. Fuck it. Yeah. I did like Foggy's bowling ball to the face move, though. That was pretty badass and brutal. Oh, I had a note about that. What did I write about that? Like, I don't I don't know why that guy didn't lose more teeth. Like, you should have just seen, like, a pool of blood and, like, teeth and nose particles. Like, that should have fucked that guy up. Instead oh, of just, yeah. like, knocks him back and he runs off. Like, oh, I'll leave now. I, I, I wrote down, Robert impossibly survived a bowling ball to the head like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even, I think even that Fred Flintstone would have lost some him. teeth. Yeah. What the fuck? That was awesome, though. Yeah. It reminded me of that movie, Mystery Men, where he has the magic bowling oh, yeah, ball. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he Shit. should do that. But just with a regular bowling ball, he could just be a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> a fat old superhero with a bowling ball, he just chucks at people. <laughs> I want Bullseye to start using bowling balls in the next season of oh, the show. Oh, fuck, yeah. Please be use badass. bowling balls. I would love to see that. I think bowling balls should be used more often in general. I, I really like the use yeah. of the bowling ball. Yeah, man, that's some that's some brutal shit right there. Yeah, for sure. So I actually I actually did take a bunch of notes in this one. All right. Weird. Really? What do you but, got? Um, all right. So so very first thing. All right. So this is why I don't like the character Daredevil and never read his shit. Okay. Very first thing, right off the bat, he's like all down on his luck and sad and depressed. <laughs> I wrote depressed and uh, paranoid. Daredevil is a lot more fun than normal Daredevil. Yeah. But like he gets mail, and he immediately. Like, he's blind, and all his other senses are, like, super hyperactive and, like, better than everyone else's normal senses. <laughs> but he's somehow able to read his fucking mail. Fuck you, he's a blind character. Come on. That's dumb as shit. I hate that. And then later on, he's just surfing, he's teen wolfing on, a to- on the roof of a car, and he magically knows to jump off at exactly the right time, right in front of Frog- Foggy's uh, apartment building. Like, he's doing all this dumb shit that uh, no blind individual would ever be able to pull off. Yeah, but he has heightened senses. Yeah. He can smell the ink on the paper and tell what the letters are. <laughs> he can tell what word is supposed to be there. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Marvel. <laughs> I thought the ink thing was really stupid, too. Oh, yeah, and then later on he did drive, and he didn't, like, it wasn't like a reckless, like, I'm a blind man driving a car, I'm gonna clearly injure the shit out of, like, millions of people while doing this and crash into shit. Yeah. He just drives a car, no problem. His heightened senses are telling him where the traffic is and what light is on the traffic lights. Come on. I think he, he no, he ran a red light. He was actually fucking up a little bit, but he did like, oh, not yeah, good. He didn't crash very much. He should be murdering more people with his car, I think. But yeah, I thought that was kind of stupid. He should have been up on the sidewalk, knocking out like an entire block of fucking people, which is what I want to see. I mean, it's not that I don't want to see yeah. a blind man drive a car. It's just that I want to see, like, what it would really be like. I want to see the death toll from it. Yeah. yeah. So make, make it like a Grand Theft Auto situation here. Come on. Drive on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. And then, all right. And then the one last note I had about it, about his amazing heightened senses. Uh-huh. He also knew that the uh, one, like, robber guy was changing clothes into a Santa Claus suit. And he stopped him and he was like, hey, take off that suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Go fuck yourself, Daredevil. Yeah, that's true. The dumbest character of all time. I hate you. <laughs> yeah he knows he knows how he knows everything man he doesn't need sight i think i think that's why i hate this character so much it's just because they always like make it to this obnoxious level of oh yeah he can do everything i mean i think i'm okay with that but what i hate about this character 
is that he fucking has to describe everything in like really long-winded form about like how he can smell the the page and like every time he mentions something he talks about like a memory and then like he mentions something in that story and starts another story and then like comes back to the other one i was really annoyed by the goddamn narration in this book that that might have been more of frank miller's writing style though than fu- fucking Frank Miller. I don't, I I'll read any Daredevil, so I don't know if they do that for him in like every book or not. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I, I started like skipping it. I'm like, oh, come on, I, I can't possibly have to know this. It reminded me of that Detective Batman book where it had like way too much narration about shit I don't give a fuck about. Uh, I So some other notes I had. I didn't like that he was fat shaming the Kingpin. Like, how not cool of you, Daredevil, you fucking bully. <laughs> yeah, what a bully like, he sure, is. Sure, sure. He's, he's a shitty guy, but, I mean, you're fat-shaming him, you cunty little blind bitch. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you blind-shaming him? I am. You can fat-shame Kingpin, I'll blind-shame the shit out of him. <laughs> what goes yeah. around comes around, Daredevil, you little bitch. Get ready. I'm gonna bowl and ball you to the face, motherfucker. <laughs> then I'm gonna steal whatever made-up girl you're dating next. Yeah, do it. Cuck him. Foggy Nelson style, yeah. Yeah. Except except not Karen Page, you. Ooh. No, thank you. Right. Uh, I guess I thought I, this was the one where she dies of the AIDS. But yeah, I was going to say, no AIDS. No AIDS is in this book. I was also disappointed yeah. so, by so that. maybe that's the other one? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big letdown. I thought for sure this was the... It's a fan favorite, they say, on, online. So I thought this was <laughs> the one where she gets the AIDS or... That's, that's why I was God disappointed. No AIDS. That's a shame. Really was. Another thing about Daredevil is, did you know that when he was young, he uh, got blinded by some chemicals, and now he has heightened senses? Did you know that? I didn't know that before, but after reading this book, I know it now. And also seeing the movie and TV show and everything else. They say it at the beginning of every goddamn issue, that he was blinded as a child, and now has heightened senses. And I I don't know why they kept retelling this goddamn origin story in this book. Because they sell him... Because, I mean, all right, so you're, you're reading it as a collected volume. You got to yeah. be under the assumption that it's a single monthly issue. And if you're a brand new person who's never read Daredevil before and you're just jumping on here, they have to repaint. It's like every TV episode, they have to do a recap or most of them will do a recap. That's all that is. Like every, every comic book will do stuff like that. I think uh, in modern comic books, they give you like a paragraph catching you up that on like a page that's clearly not part of the story that you can kind of skip. So I think maybe this was before that, where they tried to work it in organically, but it just is boring. Yeah. I mean, when was this one written? It's like the late 70s, early... No, it's an early 80s, I think. Yeah, it looks like it's an 80s type book, maybe 90s, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not checking, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I was about to look that up, and then I was like, yeah, I don't care enough. Yeah. So, Foggy Nelson, besides uh, stealing his best friend's girl... Mm-hmm. And using him a bowling ball as a weapon, he's become my new favorite character because he also uses the catchphrase "bully you will" or "devil you will," "devil he will," which is kind of like he's, <laughs> which is such a stupid expression. It's like "bully you will" or "the fuck you will," oh, yeah. kind of basically. I'm gonna start saying "devil you will." <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. my new expression. Right. Please title this episode "devil you devil he will." Okay, it's done. Church. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about Karen for a minute. So she's, like, addicted to drugs. I guess she was a porn star, apparently, and she was hanging out with this, like, abusive yeah. dude. And, uh, you know, he's giving her a fix and, like, hitting her, like, are oh, you walking out on me, bitch? And then, like, gives her more drugs. 
So she sells Matt's name to one of the Kingpin's boys or someone who eventually sells it to the Kingpin for, you know, for a fix, basically. And that's what starts all this, like, Kingpin nonsense where Kingpin's fucking taken away his... I mean, that was was 100% from the show, though. I did like that part. I thought this was a very interesting thing. So the Kingpin's fucking with Matt, and eventually Matt, like, goes back to his apartment and he's about to put his key in the keyhole, and then the apartment explodes in front of him, like a Looney Tunes thing. So, like, he's just <laughs> standing there. <laughs> I like the Looney Tunes apartment explosion. Like, he's just standing there with, like, black soot on his face, with, like, you know, still holding the key out to unlock the door, but nothing's there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> cough, cough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really like that part. Dude, the Kingpin, he has a fetish for torturing Matt. Like, he is, like, jerking off in front of those, like, television screens in his control room there. He's definitely jerking off. I think there's no question. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I would have been if I were doing it to him. Yeah, for sure. All right, so then, also later on when he's uh, at the living in the church now and he's boxing, Yeah. the sound effect they used for it was just fap, <laughs> fap, fap, yeah. Fap, <laughs> I wrote that, too. <laughs> which, which, as these young millennials are youthful listeners now, days will know, that means jerking off AF, right? Lit. It does. Molly. I'm surprised you knew that. I was going to tell you that. I thought that would be news for you. The fap fap. Dude, I know about jerking off, believe me. <laughs> or uh, youthful catchphrases about jerking off. Yeah. Good save. You, you read the uh, fap fap daily website. <laughs> that's, that's me. You keep up on that shit. Yeah. AF. Lit. Lit AF. I guess the other thing, though, is, uh, so that's kind of what happens. That's the interesting parts of this book. But later on, they, the character Nuke shows up, which yeah. I'm not a fan of that character. I wasn't a fan Nuke of that Samson. part of it. <laughs> I wish he was Duke Nukem. Why? That got, that got all the cameos. I, I absolutely thought it was just Duke Nukem. Yeah, I was expecting it to be. But it's this dude with an American flag tattooed on his face, and he's a uh, No, got... no, it's, is it tattooed or is he... Painting it on. I mean, oh, he was... okay. So I guess it is because I was, I was. So he's taking pills, but I kept thinking he was asking for like different colors of like red, white, uh, or blue chalk or makeup and writing it on each time. Okay, so I guess it was... <laughs> no, that's pills. Okay. Yeah. So he's just like, <laughs> cool. Give me my face paint. Give me some red, and then he paints his face. No, he takes a red pill and turns into a fucking monster. Oh, I get it, but yeah, I thought originally that's what it was. <laughs> So he's a super soldier like Captain America, so Captain America shows up. Nuke is so fucking American when he's on his plane flying oh, yeah. to New York. <laughs> they tell him they're out of this specific beer that he asked for and requested it hasn't been in production for however long. <laughs> and uh, they give him a, a replacement and he beats the shit out of this woman, the flight attendant. He's like, where was this beer made? She's like, Milwaukee. Like, as long as it's American, bitch. Yeah. America. Fuck they- yeah. They took Nuke our germs. Took our germs. <laughs> Such a uh. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. He like makes us think about it. Yeah, so he comes in and like there's also a helicopter just shooting randomly in the open. Surprisingly, like they say a bunch of people die, but they don't actually like show any of these uh, casualties yeah. Yeah. during this snafu. Wait, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor of the Avengers all show up and you get a big crossover. Yeah, Captain that was American exciting. Daredevil interact a little bit. I love, I had notes about how American Captain America is. 
he's so Captain America is so in love with fucking America that he's heartbroken because the crazy war vet nuke was labeled as a terrorist despite wearing an American flag tattoo on his face. <laughs> that wears the flag. American he loves. Yeah, like go fuck yourself. I hate Captain America. I hate anyone who loves America that much. <laughs> God damn it. Seriously. It's just shithole country and you people want to like act like it's Alright, it was the eighties, so okay. <laughs> fuck. Seriously, fuck Captain America. Fuck they had a America. lot of coke back then. So it's oh probably cool. So much junk, yeah. <laughs> I I would have sold out a superhero's name for a for a fix. Pile of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, and then one more note I have about Daredevil's blindness. So when he's killing or when he's fighting Paulo the hook the pimp. Uh, he's so blind that he's also able to tell exactly where this icicle is and aim it perfectly by stomping on the ground, that knowing that it'll hit Paulo in the arm and make him miss his shot at Karen. That's how blind and superhero he is. He's blind as fuck, man. Fuck. Well, you see, so when he was a child, he got splashed in the eyes with a chemical that gave him superpowers. Oh. Yeah, so that's why. And it also blinded him in the process? It blinded him in the process, but also heightened his other senses to an oh, extreme see, degree. If they would have, like, if they would have explained that somewhere, <laughs> so I knew this, maybe I wouldn't be so hung up on how stupidly overactive all his other senses are, and his, he's so blind that he can see the shit out of everything. So he's no ordinary blind man. He's the man without fear, I believe, isn't he? He is the man without fear. Except for in this one where he was paranoid of everything. <laughs> That's true. He was afraid of fucking all the things. <laughs> He's So he keeps calling Foggy, or he keeps trying to call Glory, because he clearly knows they're fucking. Yeah. And he keeps just trying to like uh, call them to check on them fucking to see if they're fucking as he's calling. But he keeps just not dialing a phone, and he's just like going on and on about how Kingpin is following him and after him to like a, a empty dial tone. Uh-huh. Really weird. It is. It is The man weird. without fear. He's met his match. Dial tones. That's true. Alright, anything else about this one? I think that's all I got. J. Jonah Jameson also makes an appearance. Oh yeah, that's ben right. And Yurik was writing for the Daily Bugle, I guess? Which I yeah. Didn't, I never realized that he wrote for them. I would have well, thought he and Spider-Man maybe interacted some more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know anything about Ben, but I think he does kind of cover like any of those like New York City superheroes. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that nurse character was that was like Kingpin's hired muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I loved her. She was my favorite part of that book, besides Foggy. She just wanted to murder. Yeah, she was a badass. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's all I've got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... I liked, I liked parts of this book, but overall I was kind of disappointed. It was too long. It was too fucking long. I, you know, cut out the nuke stuff. I, didn't, I really didn't care for that. But I like the Kingpin versus Daredevil. I just want to see that shit. I don't need Captain America popping in uh, sad about some American dude being a terrorist. There are tons of American terrorists. It's fine, Captain America. Yeah, I had to stop myself because I realized it was like written in the 80s, not yeah. current days <laughs> where every fucking scumbag American person like shoots the shit out of like yeah movie theaters and nightclubs and fucking schools. But yet they try to blame any like slight minority anytime in the news over here it's fucking retarded right fuck america end of the story that's the point of the story <laughs> there you go well i got a couple of reviews and i finally settled on a drop are you ready for that 
Fuck yeah, Jasta. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did a spit take. Holy shit. <laughs> nice. Oh, that is perfect. Fuck yes. <laughs> Do you, do you spit your drink all oh, over your man. computer? <laughs> I almost spit it out. I was able to hold it in, but you should have warned me. Fuck. I did. I that warned you. Perfect. I had a new drop. <laughs> well, you didn't warn me about how great it would be. Well, I had to keep that part a surprise. Fuck. <laughs> I'm know, a thousand percent in love with that drop. <laughs> I wanted to put some guitar into it, but I couldn't settle on anything, so I just used some drum loop. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, well. Also, that one, when I, when I record these drops, I do like five to ten takes and then like do whichever take I like best. But yeah, this one, I like hurt my voice doing this one. I had, I had a sore throat the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like doing that voice as loud as so, I can. So worth it. So yeah, definitely worth, worth it. it. Yeah, let's hear it one more time. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Justin inspired. That was uh, Jamie Josta yeah. singing for me. <laughs> Shout out to our boy, Jamie Josta. Yeah. Friend of the show, Jamie Josta. That's right. Best friend. Super best friends. <laughs> All right. So there was a lot of reviews for this uh, Daredevil one, but they were mostly pretty boring. But I found this one, though, and I thought this was kind of weird. Uh, this one's a four-star review. It's called Redemption in Four Dot Color Art. I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> but it says, I love the idea of Daredevil. As a Catholic, I believe no one is beyond redemption. This story takes a man to the depths of despair and leads us on his painful journey to overcome his torments, internal as well as external. So as a Catholic, I guess this book is okay. Yeah. So if cool. you're religious, you'll love this book, I guess, because no one's beyond redemption. That's right. Yeah. And I, and I found one more quick one here. Another four-star review. Very well written, especially for a comic book. <laughs> Very well, that's the title. Very well written, especially for a comic book. I'm not a big fan of the art, but I was reading it for the story anyway. That's four stars. Fuck you. Hmm. Yeah, good for a comic book, I guess. I don't like that. I don't like that condescending cunt. Fuck that guy. Very condescending a review. All right. Well... I guess next we got another book here. So how to transition. Speaking of condescending, at one point in time when Magneto in the future is facing off with the out-of-time X-Men team also in the future, they did kind of condescend to one another before their big battle. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, nice. Good, good transition. There we go. Yeah. X-Men Blue, Volume 5, Surviving the Experience. Right. The Poisons came back in this one. I didn't think I'd ever see the Poisons again. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, we read the last X-Men Blue, right? Or did I just read that on my own and not mention it on here? Did I make you read that one? Do you remember? I, I, don't, I don't think so, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on with that. Like, that Mother Vine thing, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh, okay, okay, uh, shit. Yeah, so that's all right though. Fuck it. So, so yeah, that last one was all about the Mother Vine. Like, apparently, the X Men, the uh, like out of place X Men, were in space helping Venom to fight the poison somehow. It was this crossover book, which I never bothered reading. Called him, it's called Venom and the X Men Poison X. 
So apparently in that, like, the poisons get out of place. Jean Grey, Venom, and the X-Men try to save her. I don't know what the fuck happens in it. But yeah, they keep referencing that. And apparently Jimmy Hudson, the fake Wolverine son, he -hmm. apparently is infected by the poisons now. Yeah. So, like, the actual X-Men Blue Book was, like, Magneto and his thrown together ragtag team of, like, Polaris and whoever the fuck, Danger, and those uh, orphan kids from Mad Ripple that had to stop the Mother Vine thing, which was that thing that Emma Frost and, like, Havoc and Miss Sinister and Zorn and all, uh, Sebastian Shaw, they were all working on that thing. That's what Mother Vine is. It gives mutants, like, a second mutation, but it's also, like, kind of killing them. So, oh. Magneto is trying to fucking, fucking kill that. Hmm. Okay. It wasn't great. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so it's like a yeah. super form. It's kind of, it's like, it's sort of similar to like the uh, Terrigen Mist with like Inhumans, except if you've already got a mutation, it gives you like a second mutation, and if you don't adapt to it correctly, it'll kind of kill you off. So, I don't know. It was not the best. I see. But yeah, this is following up on those things. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh... Confusing, I guess. I guess poison. That's cool. Again, I like. I I didn't mind the poisons. I think they are cool looking. They're like little tiny, like they're kind of like the piranha plant from Mario World, just covered in semen. That's kind of what they look like to me. Yeah, they're like all white versions of that, like ghosted, like <laughs> someone spider manned them. Nice. <laughs> or bringing it back, they fapped in, fapped them all. Yeah, they fapped on the the PD Piranhas. Relatable. Hopefully there's an all-white piranha costume for PD Piranha and Smash. And then you can pretend it's a poison. That'll be cool. Yeah, obviously I'll play as that one. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, then this uh, this Dakin comes back, who is Wolverine's other son. Yeah, that, that one is Wolverine's son. He's also gay, and he and Iceman flirt a lot. Really? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's also like some kind of a, what is he like half black or something? Because he he doesn't look like that's not the same Canadian skin tone as Wolverine. What's no, the deal with that? He's part Asian, Asian. Part Asian. Okay, gotcha. I don't like Dakin. Dakin sucks. I mean, he's usually got a cool mohawk though and some sweet tattoos. Yeah, that's true. He did have that uh, awesome samurai sword. I guess his Asian heritage. That makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I get it. Now I get it. I didn't really like him. I was glad to see him go. Uh, he's better than Jimmy Hudson. Uh, I don't know. I, I like. I think if I had to choose, I would choose Jimmy Hudson. I, like- I really, yeah, I really don't like Dakin. Oh. I thought he he has a stupid hair, and his dumb sword. No way. His haircut's awesome. His haircut's terrible. No way. It's a mohawk. Right. It's like it, it was a mohawk, and then he just kept letting it grow out and stopped gelling it up, so it like combs over to the side now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great haircut. Just shave it. Just shave but it all he's, off. He's, he's, but he's a legit, like, he's a straight up murdering version of Wolverine. So, I mean, if you like Wolverine and, like, the occasional times when he gets badass, that's all Dokken is. <laughs> he's that to the extreme, except he loves dick, which makes him even cooler. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Crossover. He's the crossover Wolverine for the new generation. Hmm. He's got those sweet tattoos, man. He always wears muscle shirts, and sometimes he wears suits, but he's wearing a lot of muscle shirts in this one, so you can see those sweet tats. It's all about the ink, bro. Yeah. 
got he got swole at the gym, and then he was like, "I'm gonna go fight a poison." He got a good pump going. Yeah, he did. I forget who it was, but during that uh, when they were fighting the poison, I th- maybe it was Beast. Beast had convenient AF anti venom molecules. Yeah, yeah. He just happened to have these modules, empty venom modules. Shitty handwriting. Where, where do they get this stuff? I don't know. I'm gonna hope that that is something he made up in the uh, Venom crossover book, but I have no idea. Hopefully, it's like what the hell, or else it's just some random thing. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, I have this thing that'll absolutely save us from that guy we're attacking now. Yeah, Beast is so smart. Oh, and then at at some point, Jean Grey is reading Magneto's mind, and in Magneto's mind, the uh, Axis General from that Iron Maiden book showed up. That was cool. Yeah, they tied it in nicely. <laughs> that was a good crossover, I thought. Oh, and then there was a the, there was a girl with green hair. Do you do you remember this green hair girl? Talking about Polaris? Uh, maybe she has green hair. Wait, wait, she has green she hair. Then this? yes, uh, briefly. Magneto's daughter. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the one. She checks up with Alex Summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Polaris. Okay, she was in the Gifted. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so that was that was good. I recognized her. That's why I want to. That's the other reason I want to finally find that show and see it. This is Polaris. Yeah, but it's pretty mediocre though. There's it's an like... awesome Adam Warrock song called Polaris. You should check out. Oh, nice. Oh, I did write mutant growth hormone. I guess that that's what you were talking about, yeah. right? Okay, so it's like mutant steroids. Uh, that's that, that's been a recurring thing. This whole yeah, it's mutant steroids. Okay, that's this thing. That's the entire thing that started off this X Men Blue Run was Magneto was trying to stop the mutant growth hormone, but then he ends up just taking some of it because he's old and his powers aren't what they used to be. So he does usually he does occasionally use it, even though he he swears he hits it so much. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He fucking he's addicted. He has an addiction. Yeah, he does. He's going to sell his secret identity for more junk, just like Karen Page. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's a good tie-in. I wonder how tiny this steroid makes your dick. Well, that's why he's using it, because <laughs> his dick isn't working like it used to either, so sometimes he'll just, like, MGH it up to get hard when he's going to fuck that little robot butler thing he has in Mad Rapport. Well, I, I think the steroids would make your dick smaller, right? I think that's what it usually does. Yeah, but this is like... A mutant version of steroids that probably mutates your dick into like a rock hard <laughs> erection, I would assume. Oh yeah, the, like the the White Queen. I forget what her name is, but she I'm can turn in. Okay, she can turn into like a diamond. Apparently, so I guess you can get as you can get your uh, you can get your dick rock diamond hard. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Probably need it if you want to fuck this White Queen lady. I mean, she only does, she's only in diamond form when she's not using her psychic powers. Or she can't use her psychic powers when she's in diamond form. Okay. Most of the time, that's a rare one she uses. She usually just does her psychic shit. She's like one of the top psychics. Oh. I see. So what's going on with Magneto then? So he's just traveling through time? I was, I was confused at what he wanted. So at the end of the last book, he had to stop Mother Vine. Mrs. Sinister, who is an, an alternate universe version of Mr. Sinister, mm-hmm. she brought her own like Brotherhood of Evil Mutants team from her time, and it's the same universe where uh, Jimmy Hudson is from. They all came somehow into this universe, 
Mrs. Sinister's big master plan is to use Mother Vine. It's going to kill all of humanity except for people with some kind of mutation, and they're going to get that second mutation power. And she was uh, mind-controlling Emma Frost, Havoc, Thorn, and I don't know, I think Sebastian Shaw might have been there of his own free will because he's also a big-time villain, but she's mind-controlling all of them to, to make them... Oh, and Beast. Beast was briefly working for him, too. To, to make this Mother Vine thing a reality. And in the last issue, like, Emma Frost and Havoc, they're finally able to break her uh, powers, and they're trying to stop it from happening. But the Mother Vine is starting to get released, and Magneto in danger, and the little robot butler, they're the only ones there because, well, no, they also have Polaris and the uh, orphan kids, and they're all trying to stop the Mother Vine thing from, like, erupting and wiping out the Earth, I guess, is what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Where he's going to wipe out like all of humanity for the most part, except for like a, a handful of mutants. So they're all trying to stop that, and in the process, like Miss Fro- or Miss Sinister just keeps sending like all these genetically altered mutants after Eric or Magneto, and he eventually has to kill and murder a handful of mutants. And Magneto's entire thing is he fights for mutant rights. He is like the go-to guy for mutant acceptance and shit. So because he had to like break his moral code and he had to harm mutants to save himself because they were sent there to kill him, because he had to kill mutants, he's now going after everyone even though he now knows Emma Frost was being mind-controlled by Mrs. Sinister. Because he can't find Mrs. Sinister to kill her, he's going to go and kill Emma Frost. And that's like his entire driving point throughout this story. Okay. So I, I forget how he keeps... Why exactly he keeps traveling throughout time? I think that's maybe how he escaped after killing him. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, he, he invented some time thing to send the X Men back home, which I, I think I think you did read that book with me where they were time traveling. I we got think like so, the old yeah. future team that was yeah okay yeah. So so he used whatever that thing was to like travel throughout time, and he just keeps randomly showing up, trying to find a way to murder Emma Frost now. Mm-hmm. The original five out of place mutants are trying to stop him. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Magneto, he was uh, traveling to the future for. I'm not sure if this happened before or after they fought him in the present, but he ends up in the future where they have the uh, future baby X Men who are still there. I forgot I, I should be calling them baby X Men. Oh, yeah. Fuck. So in the future, Beast was turned into this monster guy i guess he used some magic to turn him into a beast with like a horned demon no, that's that's nowadays when he came and he started learning the magic uh-huh like it it was under a uh false pretense from selena oh uh what's her name fuck not i was gonna say selena kyle but that's Catwoman from uh uh fuck madeline madeline Pryor. <laughs> don't know they keep calling her the goblin king now or the goblin queen now Right. But uh, yeah, so she's been teaching Beast magic, and um, because it's turning out to make him somewhat evil, this is his evil ma- magic-using form. Okay, I see. Yeah, but in the future, he was just stuck that way, it seemed, where in the like the previous issue, he was about to change into this Beast form to fight Magneto, and Magneto like throws a car at his head or something to knock him out before he can complete the transformation. So it's like he he's kind of like trying to prevent that from happening in that moment of time. So Yeah, cuz yeah. cuz the last time Beast got turned into that, 
they barely were able to save him and turn him back, so they're all terrified that if he does it again, he'll be permanently stuck like that. Okay, I see. So Magneto, Magneto does him a solid and, and saves him from trying it. Okay, okay, so yeah, that part made sense, like, later. And another thing was that when they were fighting with Magneto, uh, with Emma Frost hanging out there, how she escapes is uh, they call for Pickles, and Pickles just pops in like a Nightcrawler and transports her away. So what the yeah, fuck is... Yeah, mini Nightcrawler. What, where, where the fuck so, did he come wait, from? Have, have you not seen him before in any of the stuff we've read recently? No. All right, so I'll go back a little backstory. So uh, when like they do the whole Wolverine and the X-Men, when like uh, Wolverine first opens the Jean Grey school, and he's like the principal of it, when they first break up from Cyclops, Mm-hmm. there's all these little things and they all just keep calling them bamps like the sound effect nightcrawler makes yeah there's, there's like dozens of them and they just drink alcohol and eat food oh and that's all they do and no one knows like where the fuck they came from and this is nightcrawler's dead and he's in heaven so oh. it turns out that they're like seeds of his father azrael and he needs to use all of them to find a way to like transport himself back onto earth's plane from hell or from limbo Okay. And so Nightcrawler gives up his spot in heaven to come back to Earth to save all his friends from Azrael. Pickles is the only one that like stays and doesn't get like sent back to hell with Azrael at the end of their big battle. Oh. And so he's kind of he kind of just stays with the uh, original 5 X-Men and sometimes the other like two or three main students like uh, Kid Apocalypse and uh oh, what's her name? I I I Bias, I think her name is. I forget her name. All right. But uh, he'll hang out with like all those little kids and uh, he just has to eat a lot of like sugary junk food before he can teleport after he teleports to like recharge. All right. Well, I guess that's what he is then. Yep. It's like Nightcrawler's little brother, I guess. I don't know how the fuck they all turn out like blue like Nightcrawler would because they don't have Mystique as a mother, though. That's the weird part. I didn't I didn't know that was his mother. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Well, he's probably blue to look like Nightcrawler. Yeah, because when they first find him, that's what they all think he is. He's like some kind of message from Nightcrawler. Yeah. But Nightcrawler's dad, Azrael, is a red... He's like basically devil is what he is in in Marvel. Not Mephisto the devil of Marvel, but he looks like a red devil. So if they're all his seeds, I would think they'd be a little bit red, not blue. Maybe it's like one of those recessive genes, like, uh, like red hair. You know, maybe it skips a generation. Maybe that's what it does here. Like, it's the blue skin, it'll skip a generation. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Sure. I, I think it's a, a situation similar to how Daredevil can read and see everything he needs to see for uh, storyline's sake. Yeah. Makes sense. Comic book. That's the reason. That's yeah. the reason. I mean, I don't, I don't think I had anything else on this book. Like, this book was, uh, it was fine. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I like it. Because, all right, so the original five, their time is running out on this earth. And I thought this was maybe the last volume, but maybe there is oh, one yeah. last one after this. But they were all saying their goodbyes to, like, the uh, current versions of themselves. Uh-huh. I do kind of like how uh, Angel is trying to, like, chit-chat with Archangel. <laughs> and he's still in Archangel form, which is just a mindless murdering machine. And he leads them to Zorn's temple. And apparently Archangel is taken over as, like, a uh, cult leader for Zorn's behalf which is weird hmm. i liked that that was weird yeah there you go yeah that was yeah it wasn't a great story i didn't think i think they're gonna it was all over the place 
Was it the last book? Or are they no, going to? No, there, no, they're there going to keep going. Last volume after this. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to keep going. I already saw the issues have come out already for the next volume. A couple of them. But yeah, that's so. There's one more collected volume, and that's the last of Colin Blum's run on this story. So I, I don't see. know if someone else is just going to take over X Men Blue, or if it's going to be something else after that. Baby X Men. <laughs> if they want to sell, if they want to sell action figure, uh, like stuffed animal merch, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's it was fine. It's a fast read. It was much easier after Daredevil. I got through it quick. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. All right. Are you ready for some reviews? Oh, fuck yeah. I can't wait for these ones. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right. No Amazon reviews for these ones, so I had to go to goodreads.com. So these are from there. Oh, shit. So this one is two stars. And it goes... Something something time travel. Something something alternative dimension. <laughs> something something characters die, then come back to life. Something something villains become heroes, and vice versa. Something something, look guys, we have strong women and gays in our comic books. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <That's> the one. <laughs> okay. And then the last paragraph. There, I just resumed the entire run of all the X-Men series after The Secret Wars for you. Art was cool in, on this one. There's that. And that's all. <laughs> yeah. Sums it up, I, I guess. I mean, to be yeah. fair, that is 100% accurate. He's not wrong. Not in the least. Like, that's dead on. Yeah. There's, there's a couple other ones. For some reason, they had a lot of reviews on good reads for this one. Um, but one said, another two-star review. It was fine. And that was it. But... <laughs> Why is it two? I think two stars is not fine. That's like below average. That's that's less than fine. Yeah, I, if I'm I'm saying fine, I'd go three maybe. I guess at least at least three, three or four. Then you can say it was fine, but not two. Like what the fuck is uh, that? No, nah, no, nah, fine is middle of the pack. I wouldn't give it four yeah. stars if I'm saying it's fine. Uh, and then one more two star rating. These were indeed comic books, and that was it. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first and third one were great. Yeah. <laughs> Solid reviews. Yeah, good ones. Uh, all right. I, I, love, I love that go-to excuse, comic book reasons. That's why the things happen that happen. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> that guy, he's, yeah, he, he understands what this is. So, we talked about the poisons taking over people's minds. And uh, in The Walking Dead, zombies take over people's minds. Oh, wait, do they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. I don't know if you They're know mindless. that. Yeah, I don't know if you know that, but when you become a zombie, you lose your, yourself. As the same as when you become a poison. Oh, but that's not really... Well, it's, it's close enough. I already, I already played the air horn. Okay. Didn't, yeah, didn't you already you, played the transition horn. Yeah, didn't, didn't oh, you hear the air horn? All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I stand corrected. This was the, uh, the, the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. I thought it was kind of a boring episode, actually. This one, usually they do like a big fucking thing. Uh, the big fucking thing in this one was they finally, you know, confront, have a confrontation with the Whisperers. So Jesus goes to, you know, they're killing zombies and shit. Uh, the very last scene was this uh, foggy graveyard scene. So they're actually in a graveyard in the fog, so it's hard to see things. And, uh, you know, they're killing zombies, trying to get out. And Jesus goes to uh, 
cut off one of the zombies' heads and it ducks and stabs him in the back, which I think happened in the in the book as well. So, I mean, that part was kind of cool. I, I, I like that part a lot. That was at the very end. The rest of it, though, quite boring. Uh, I did find out, though, that Gabe and Rosita are dating, not Eugene and Rosita. That's weird. Yeah. I, I never picked up on that. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. But they've mentioned that. And then there's a horde coming. So some dude on horseback is riding around, you know, just running through the town, r- yelling, the biters are coming, the biters are coming. With, like, like <laughs> Paul Revere. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So they 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 are really going for this colonial thing. Oh, okay, Eugene says we they find Eugene and he's in this barn and they you know they I forget who found him. No, Jesus and Aaron found him. So they like pick him up out of this hole he's hiding in. He's like saying what happened to him. He says, "I took a bad step and dislocated my knee." It's like, "No, you fell off of a water tower because you're a fucking idiot." <laughs> he said he took a bad step. <laughs> I like that part. Smooth. Yeah. Who was Rosita to like call him on his lie? She they, uh, she went back to camp. She ran away. I guess you know he was slowing her down too much, so she hit him in this barn, and she made her way back to the camp. But she was hurt and in the hospital, and she wakes up in the hospital, and um, there's some some doctor dude is talking to her, and she's like, "Oh, where's where's Eugene? You know, blah blah blah. You gotta watch out for this thing." Is it Doctor Kaysen from the Hilltop? It's uh yeah the he's like this Indian dude I, I I can't remember his name I can't be bothered to learn these new characters oh. names. Okay. I I did pull a clip from this one here. This is a really weird audio cue, so I just want to play this for you. This is Rosita talking to Michonne and this Indian dude. Okay, whatever's going on, they can handle it. No, they can't. They have no idea what they're doing. So, okay, do you understand what's going on in that clip? Uh, he's trying to calm her down and tell her it's okay. Whoever's handling it can handle it. Well, yeah, she she said, like, they have no idea what they're dealing with. And then the scary music comes up. So the scary music is really unearned because it's so much louder than, like, the dialogue. They really did a weird thing in this one. So what's actually on the screen is, like, just Rosita gets out of bed Scary, you know, she says that scary music playing, and it's just Michonne like looking at her with a confused expression, and then with the scary music, and that's it. Like they don't actually reveal anything. It's just like, oh, they don't know what they're getting into. Like, like the scary shit. Very unearned. She knows more than she's letting on. But it's like we already know, and like it's not revealed. Like we know that they're talking and shit, and the zombies are doing weird shit. Like, as the audience, we don't need that scary music. Yeah, but do the rest of the campers know about the whispers? No, they don't, but it doesn't matter. Because we do. Mattered to Rosita. Yeah, apparently. And then the last thing here, Carl's storyline is still being told. But Wait, what? But he's dead. Yeah, so they just have some kid who was from the kingdom who's calling Carol mom for some reason. He's like doing the blacksmith thing. He's meeting the other teens at the, uh, what is it? The hilltop. And they take him out to the woods where they have a zombie in a hole. And they like, you know, hey, check out the zombie. This is what you do for fun. And then they have these rings and they're trying to toss the rings on the zombie's head. Like the zombie <laughs> ring toss. And they're just like, <laughs> and then they like throw it. <laughs> and then they throw it. Um, Sounds awesome. And then the one kid starts to piss on the zombie. And then the the, 
And then the, the <laughs> Carl, um, Carl's substitute. I, I can't Carl be bothered two. to learn his name. Yeah, yeah Carl, Carl two. two. Yeah, Carl two is like, no, you can't do that. And he goes down there and kills a zombie. They're like, hey man, lame. Why'd you Why'd you kill that zombie? We we're having fun. Yeah, don't mercy kill a zombie. Yeah, especially when we're pissing on it. Like here, have some. They they're also like drinking in this uh, cabin, and they're like, here, Carl, have some of this like toilet wine or whatever it is. And he like takes a sip. Oh, like yeah. he takes like one sip, and he's like. Whoa, and he like falls back into his chair <laughs> after one sip. Hey, it's moonshine. <laughs> yeah, they'll make you go blind. <laughs> yeah. Carl two Carl two isn't hardcore. He's not used to that no. toilet wine. Carl one would have been like he would have downed the whole bottle and not given yeah. a fuck. He'd been like, This is nothing, you pussies. He's already half blind. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 what's going on in the Walking Dead. Again, kind of a boring episode for a mid season finale. I was I was Hoping something more would happen. Has Beta appeared at all yet, or did he make an appearance in this one at least? No, or maybe oh. maybe it was. I couldn't tell if it was Beta or not, but maybe the guy who ducked and stabbed the guy. But no, I don't think so. They haven't formally introduced him at the very least. But oh no, it definitely wasn't Beta because they killed that guy immediately, and then they took oh, off yeah, the mask. So yeah, that's enough. not Beta. So no, guess not. Was Jesus getting stabbed in this one? Was that the first like interaction with the whispers, or has he have they killed like I think it's Dante and like a, a, a patrol? Did they already kill those guys? No, they didn't kill anybody yet. This is the first one. Oh fuck! Yeah, really waiting to introduce these whispers. So I guess that's it for our Walking Dead updates for a little while here. So I'm gonna miss those. I know. Well, they'll be back in probably February or some shit. So they'll be all right. All right. Anything else? Yeah, speaking of awesome beards and uh, covered <laughs> wagons, let's, let's get into this uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 stuff. Oh yeah, I am, I'm enjoying it a lot. I, I'm addicted to it, and uh, I, want, I need to become a cowboy. See, I can't find my fucking tent in the game whenever <laughs> I go back to the campsite. Yeah. It's at the point now where it's just irritating the shit out of me like i have all this stuff that i'm not donating to the camp i'm keeping for myself mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know where the fuck to put it so i'm just like casually sitting down on a table uh <laughs> kind of in the middle of the campsite because i can't find where the fuck to go to sleep and then i'm just like all right well fuck this i think i'm done playing for now but man i've been on a murder spree it's it's kind of fun like, I'm losing so many moral points in this goddamn game. Like, I am just murdering the fuck out of any person I see. Like, any time I greet and they don't, like, immediately, like, suck my dick and say, Oh, you're awesome. <laughs> I just shoot them in the face for their, uh, having the audacity to not greet me politely. Yeah, if they talk shit, just shoot them. Shoot them in the face. Yeah. The it old is West. awesome. Yeah, that is fun. Speaking of, uh, sucking, did you ever run into a dude who had a snake bite? No, not yet. I have to oh, fuck the venom out of his dick. <laughs> well, out of his like inner thigh. He's like, please, I got bit by a snake. You gotta, you gotta suck this thing. This is like the first random encounter I had, actually. Oh no, my first one was a uh, old man on a uh, covered wagon, who uh, his horses broke loose, and I, I chased one down for him. I had that one too. So I don't know, maybe it was my second one, but I was just gonna sell, tell him like, hey, fuck you. But I like press the wrong button because I'm still and I was like still getting used to the controls. <laughs> so he like goes down and he like sucks it out. He's like, let's let's keep this between us. <laughs> Just like saying <laughs> shit like that. So that was fun. But yeah, yeah, I bet that scored some huge like moral 
points for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna have to do that then. Just yeah. to save face. Anything that involves sucking you'll agree to. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. Yeah. I, I went into I, I got into this uh big city and I bought a new horse. So I've been riding around on like this uh this pony of a horse because it was like the the starter <laughs> one that they get, it was like fifteen dollars. You know, and that's all I had. That's all I could afford for that mission. But I got a new one. It's this uh this fucking stallion, man. I like I, I feel good like riding Ooh. down the yeah. I'm like riding down the road and people are like, damn, that's a nice horse. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking great horse. Oh shit. Yeah, like people are compliment nice. my horse and shit. It's fucking good. And it's it's so much faster and like, you know, it's it's this like like black beauty type horse. It's fucking awesome. Got a little white spot on his head. Pet him all day. Feed, <laughs> that's all I've been doing is petting my horse. Yeah. That's all I fucking do. <laughs> I'm gonna win that goddamn horse's affection before it kills me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also in that big city, you can go and see a show. Like, there's a mission where you have to basically go on a date. It's like, you know, you got to do this in real life. Why do I got to do this in a game? But you have to go see a show. And what's great about the show is that you can you can choose to cheer or to heckle them, and both <laughs> both of which are hilarious. Because like, if you cheer, he's just like, ha ha, that's it. Like, he's just like agreeing with them or whatever. And then if you heckle, he just like says the the standard things like, "Boo, you stink, get off the stage." It's fucking <laughs> awesome, man. It's so much fun. You can just shout at people. So yeah, all right. You, that part that part sounds fun. Yeah, even the I, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta go see a show." And then it's like, "Oh fuck, you can antagonize them." It's fucking awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> Did you find that one farmhouse that I'm talking about? It's like the very first one, kind of by the uh, downtown area, whatever the fuck that city is. I don't think I have, no. Okay. What's what's this farmhouse? Oh, man. So there's just a random farmhouse, and I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I, I got lost on my way to the back to the camp, I think, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, no, because I had to chase down that guy who recognized me, and I murdered him. Oh, okay. noticing me. Okay. So after that, I'm just, like, making my way back home, and I cross the path of a farmhouse. I'm like, oh, they might have stuff here for me to steal. Yeah. So I go and steal everything I can, and then there's just one dude there working at it, I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I immediately kill him, Yeah. and then course. I steal everything I can, and then I murder his uh, ox, because the guy in the campsite told me he could make me, like, upgrades for my sleeping arrangement if I brought him an ox fur carcass or whatever the fuck. Hide. So I kill ox him. hide. Yeah, hide, hide, hide. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I do that, and then he's got this awesome dog at the farm, I just <laughs> keep playing with the dog and petting it, and like... Having a good old time, and I'm like making best friends with this fucking dog. And I'm like, all right, well, your master's dead now. You're my dog, I assumed. I'm going to steal you. How do I steal the dog? Like, I steal all the shit from his house. But uh, <laughs> at the end of it, I just leave the house, and the dog just like goes and lays down. Like, I didn't get the dog to come with me, which is heartbreaking. All I want in that game is to be friends with a dog, and it won't let me. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Let's see. That dog, dog and I could go on some wild adventures. Yeah. I, I like that you can Is either buy a dog. Oh, I don't know if you can buy a dog. Oh, I like that they let you either praise the dog or scold the dog. Sometimes you know you can choose to like say, "Hey, good, good boy," or you could say like, "Get, get out of here, get out of here, you mutt," <laughs> like shit like this. It's fucking, it's great. I mean, it was a good boy, so I didn't do it. Yeah, that. I was doing a uh, mission, and there was a dog barking, so I had to scold the dog. Oh, get you out of here. I didn't. I didn't like hit the dog. I just. I just said mean words to it, which I think is okay. 
Do you say mean words to your dog? Yeah, but it's in a loving tone. Like how? Can you give us an example? I call them idiots quite often. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell the Alright, so whichever one is laying on me, mm-hmm. I'll make sure to mention the other one in front of it and how much I love the other one more. Just <laughs> to like keep them in competition for my approval and support. Mm. I'll be like so like if, if Harley's on my lap, I'll be praising Rosie. Be like, oh, nice. Rosie, you're the best dog ever. You're my favorite. You know that. Fuck this guy. He's shit. Just <laughs> to like eat at Harley and get under his skin and make him like realize he has to up his game and win my approval back over. I'll mm. do vice versa, you know, to keep their sibling rivalry going. I gotcha. Maybe you can do that in this game too if you get Like two I would dogs. do with my children if I had children. I would make them compete for my approval and affections. Yeah. Makes sense. I think it's parenting yeah. 101. Yeah, yeah. No free rides. No, no, Impress no, no. me. Gotta do that. <laughs> yeah. What else is going on in that game here? Maybe nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's as far as I got. I haven't played it again since then. I've been playing Spider-Man nonstop. Okay, so how far are you in Spider-Man then? I assume I'm close to the end of Chapter 2. I don't know. I've, I've Like, we know who Mr. Negative is now. Uh, he, he just came to the old shelter. Yeah. And he and I had a stare down. I've been fighting his gangs. I, I took out Tombstone. I just did that one, that side mission. Okay. I assume I'm close to the end of it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. How many backpacks do you have? Uh, I did all. I did all the collectible shit. Oh, really? Everything? Like every every single thing. Like I, I've got maybe a couple demon warehouses left. Oh, okay. But, uh, wow. Other than that, I've done everything. Nice. So there's a, a secret trophy for. Uh, you take a photograph of uh, Uncle Ben's tombstone. Oh, okay. And then you can go and interact with it, and it'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm trying real hard, Uncle Ben. I want to make you proud. And it, it's it's secret photo one of 50. Ah, oh, fuck. And while you're right there at that church, you also take one of that church, and that counts as one of the secret ones, too, somehow. Okay. How many of those secret... Are those secret ones, are those a part of, like, completing each map for each area? Or do um, I just ignore those? I didn't know about secret photos. So this is totally news okay, to me. Okay, so those are just irrelevant? I think they are. I don't think they... Well, I'm sure they count toward, you know, whatever, toward completion, but uh, I didn't know about them. So fuck. Okay. Maybe I'll have to go back and look for that. I, I mean, if you, can get the, if you can get the completion of the area without them, don't waste your time. Well, yeah. No, I, I don't think it counts toward the area, because I was completing areas like, like crazy. So it must just be extra shit. Hmm. Didn't know about it. That's weird, then. I wonder why they did that. I think they probably just did that for extra shit to do. For optional shit. Secrets. Oh, yeah. Makes sense to me. I still haven't found, like, Taskmaster or any of the, like, known villains that people know about. None of them have shown up yet except for Tombstone. But man, this Tombstone was lame as fuck. (laughs) He's supposed to be one of, like, Marvel's big mob bosses. He's always mm-hmm. a sharp-dressed cat, and uh, for whatever reason in this game, he's the owner of a Sons of Anarchy-esque bike shop. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And he's, he's making asthma inhalers laced with something that turns you into tombstone and grants you tombstone powers. Yeah. And after, like, after these 50 years of being a villain of all the big like New York City fighters, Spider-Man just picks up an inhaler and he's like, oh, wait, here, I made this... Uh, Magical concoction that just magically wipes out your powers completely. I'm gonna go fight you now. After fucking decades and decades of uh, always doing battle with Tombstone, 
now I've got the uh, magic solution to kill him. Well, yeah, but you had to do the science stuff to make it, right? No, you just pick up the inhaler and, like, turn it around, and that's it. Okay, you didn't have to, like, do any, like, of those science side missions or whatever? Those, like, puzzle uh, games? You do... Yeah, you do one of those... Yeah, so it makes sense. When you first, like, find the stuff, but, I mean... You figured it out. But, I mean, he's been a a villain character for however many years, and just in the process of, like, a ten-minute side mission in this game, they've completely, like, killed him off and ruined him. Well, that's all it takes. That's kind of weak. <laughs> yeah. But it was a side mission, so, I mean, what do you expect? They didn't even put it in the main story. So I think maybe they knew. I no, I mean, knew. you shouldn't be able to, like, stop his powers. That's Well, it's like in X-Men, how you can stop people's powers. It's like a genocide-type thing. Hmm. <laughs> Spider-Man's evil. Yeah, he's trying to commit mutant genocide, I think. No big deal. Happens every week. That's true. Happened in that last book, too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Well, no, no, that was, that was more human genocide, because it was yeah. coming from Magneto. He's not going to kill mutants. That's true. Genocide is genocide, though, right? I guess. I'm, I'm really tempted to buy the uh, Black Cat DLC, even though I don't own the game. Just because I want to see what she does after stealing her costume and shit back. Yeah, me too. I think Hammerhead comes in that one, too. There's a second one with Hammerhead as like the main villain of it, I think. But it would make sense if he's also in the cat, Black Cat one, because he's yeah. her underboss. True. Maybe I'll get it at some point here. But I'm still hanging out in that uh, open country, trying to get that money. <laughs> uh, Wait, so you beat the entire storyline of Spider-Man already? Yeah. When does Chapter 2 end? I, I don't remember when Chapter 2 ends. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, follow the story missions. It'll go pretty quick if you just do that. Yeah, but I like all the side missions and shit. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of the villains, they come a little bit later. It's a little bit, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of extra villains in the back half of the game. Are they, are they all under negatives mind control like, uh, no. Shocker was? No, they're not. Oh. No, I mean, you, you saw that E3 trailer, like, you know who's gonna show up in there, so. Yeah, I know who all's in it, plus... It's like achievements for beating all of them too, but right. So it's not not a secret or anything like that. What are the challenge tokens? Because I need those to get some more of the suits that I can't oh, buy. Find Taskmaster. He'll challenge you. How far into the story do you have to be to get Taskmaster to pop up? I'm not sure, but he'll find him eventually. There's some kind of a side mission thing. He'll pop up sometime. Hmm. Yeah, he'll he'll show up. He'll show up. All right. Anyway, anything else about video games? Uh, no. I got nothing. Okay. What do you want to read next week? The Wicked and the Divine. Mothering Invention. This is another one that's getting down to the very end of the series, and since I've wasted this much time reading it all, we're, we're gonna hold out and finish it off, I guess. So is this like the beginning or the end of this book? This is towards the end. Okay. I think maybe on the very first episode you joined me on, I think I had you read previous Wicked and Divine book that was out then. I think I think I did, but I, I remember zero things about it. So go back go back through the archives, hit hit the subscribe button on your iTunes uh podcast file, which you can find on Stitcher and everything. Everywhere. And re-listen to that episode, refresh your memory before reading it. I, I, I've already I'm already subscribed. I'll I'll go ahead and check. As I'm sure the rest of our listeners will be doing. I think so. Christmas rape joke. 
in 19 months when you actually listen to that episode, yeah, make a special note of this episode as well. We'll specifically put it in the details, Chris Bonin's episode, so you know you need to listen to that one right before this one so you can refresh your memory. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to find it. God damn it, where the hell is it? Or maybe it was the very last one I did before you joined? Maybe, yeah. I know I, know I talked about it once on one of these. Oh yeah, you were reading this on your on the first baby giraffe thing that you did. So yeah, go go back oh, to that one from February twenty fifth, and uh, then you can hear just Dave talk about it. That, that was before I joined in. The good old days. The good old days. Back when I could yeah. hog all that spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. True. All that airtime. The good old days where I could just like use automation to cut everything together because I don't have to worry about two <laughs> people talking. Yeah, th- those were fast to edit with one person talking. But now I got to be a little more careful than that. So we'll check that one out. Maybe I've never read it, but that's fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you won't be at all lost in this then. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I've been reading this entire series and I'm lost as fuck. So, oh, really? Yeah, so I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter then. I'll, yeah, I feel I'll be true. lost anyway. Yeah. What I want to read is uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So, have you heard of this? Is this like Sabrina the Teenage Witch? It is, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a reboot. It's like that Netflix show? Yeah, I think the book came first. But uh, I want to read volume one of that. So, I don't know. Did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? There's a talking cat. Yeah, I remember the cat. I only remember the cat. Oh, the two crazy ants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's... I keep hearing about it. Either the Netflix show or the comic book, so... So it's on the it's really high up there on top sellers on Amazon too, so fuck it, why not? Let's check it out. It's the first volume. It doesn't say like a volume number or anything, but it's the first volume, it's the first six issues. That's what we're yeah. reading. So Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We'll see see what's going on in the world of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Maybe I'll check out the show Man, too. That was, that was like that was like the old TGIF type. Oh yeah. Shit, like the, that after school thing, right? Yeah, like a Friday night like all the family-oriented, like, TV shows and shit. Is CW that now? I guess. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch any of them, so I don't know. But, yeah. So, we'll see what's going on with that. Hopefully it's good. Cool. Cool. Check out the Netflix show, too. I, yeah, I might. After, maybe I'll after do that. reading it. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch some of it tonight and see what's going on. If you're watching Netflix, check out Narcos Mexico. All right. I'll watch Netflix at uh, thepiratebay.com. Like I said, exactly. I don't know why. <laughs> Backslash Netflix. Yeah. Me watching Netflix is uh, me watching whatever. So like for me, everything is on Netflix, including movies that haven't come out yet. Neat. All right. So anyway, follow me at D Lewandowski on the internet. I'm at D Stu the God. GHBT pod at Twitter and Facebook. That's right. Yeah. Patreon.com. Slash giraffes have black tongues. Nice. No, no, no. Just giraffes have black tongues. Yeah, no pod. Fuck. Patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. That's right. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Join us on Reddit, r slash ghbt pod. We'll have all the links in the description below. Make sure you subscribe, like, review, share. All that bullshit every podcast tells you to do. Do it for ours. Yeah, 
like, comment, subscribe. Leave, leave some Amazon reviews so we can read them on air. Right. Leave some reviews on our podcast, but review a different item. All right. I guess that's it then. All right. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Later. Bye.